0: Welcome to the sound of the start of your weekend, the NTT 20 betting show sponsored by Betfair. I'm Ali Maxwell and he's George Ellick. And today we're going to be making betting picks ahead of what is a heavily slashed docket across the EFL. No championship games, two in League One and a full slate in League Two for us to get our teeth in into Uh, this show is for over 18s only we'll be making betting picks and if you're thinking about placing a bet this weekend or anytime make sure that you're gamble aware please head to begambleaware.org to understand and brush up on the risks that come with placing a bet that come with uh, gambling last week better yeah finally better if you can get your naps up it really does help and we did so
1: we both flew in the face of the early kickoff rule and we both bat winners you got uh, Wrexham beating Tranmere away from home was uh, your winner I had Sunderland draw no bet against um, Southampton 5-0 I didn't wasn't really anticipating, but I'll, I'll take it. And a couple of other winners on the card too.
0: Yeah, my next best, Barrow. They beat Harrogate at 9-5. to five And big Josh Andrews scoring for you, well, for Accrington, but on your behalf in vetting show terms, at 4.2. Uh, your Leeds bet the next best was no good. Uh, my goal scorer pick, Elliot Lee, frustrated me, shall we say, watching that Wrexham game uh, headed over from six yards pretty early in that game. Uh, the long shot, Jacob Badeau. Nah. Might as well have been playing cricket for for Australia in the Ashes rather than uh, trying to attack set pieces against Salford. Uh, Stefan Negru, similarly, your long shot, your BTTS picks, all three of them for our sixfold were in by half time. Yeah, none of my three went BTTS. <laughs> yes, so
1: should we keep a running PNL of those picks too? You think? No. I think just we'll just now
0: that we've got there. I think group PNL. There'll be high moments and low moments, but. Yeah, it's very rare that I'd find something that I feel the need to apologise for, but I am sorry about that one, George. Uh, but let's focus on this weekend. Um, across, you know, this heavily reduced docket, what stands out to you as the best bet? What's your nap?
1: My nap is Notts County, 4-5, to five, draw no bet at MK Dons. Um, second play first here, um, with MK Dons having been beaten by crew last time out, uh, being toppled off top spot. MK Dons are a side at the moment who in every league at this stage of the season we have these teams who the performances are good but you look at the numbers and you're like e- is there a bit of a drop off coming here
0: do you mean the results are good yes he said the performances were good
1: well the, the performances are a tbc i would say with mk dons like they've had some brilliant wins the 5-3 win at Wrexham on opening day stands out the, the 3-2 win against colchester where they were th- they were 2-1 down uh, with 2 minutes to go is another one they've had some Pretty concerning results as well. You know, two games on the road against Crawley and Crew, two teams who are amongst the relegation favourites to start the season. They've been beaten in both 2-1 and 3-1. And um, looking at the underlying numbers, well, the, the XG ratio, um, they're right towards the bottom of the league. Now, Games State will play, will play a part in that. They went ahead very early against Wrexham. They went ahead very early against Tranmere, uh, against Crewe. And so when you do that, naturally you're going to rescind uh, or, or give up a fair bit of territory and chances as you look to hold on to your lead but even so they've been ahead for longer than you probably anticipate but even so like they they've got a heavily negative expected goals ratio which is a bit of a red flag i would say come into this um they've also we've ever seen we've seen a, a, a change of style of play um with graham alexander definitely tearing up the the possession-based blueprint that we saw with MK under Russell Martin and Liam Manning. Um, They're 21st in the league for for possession uh, with 44.7 so far. Again, Game State will play a part in that. But I guess with MK Dons, you've got to sit here right now and think you've got a team that were relegated out of League One, um, have a manager who, you know, is generally pretty solid at the very worst um, and are sitting in second do you take that to see it as being a pretty good start to the season or do you look at the red flags in the data and a couple of the results and think, you know, maybe this isn't necessarily sustainable? I'm probably leaning on the latter right now. Um, That isn't to say that MK Dons aren't going to be a good side, but I do think even though they're at home here against Notts County, they are coming up against maybe the best side um, in League 2 so far. Now, since Notts County were beaten on opening day 5-1 by Sutton, in part due to a red card, um, they've been absolutely superb. They've won all three of their... Um, home games against Grimmsby Tranmere, and Accrington 3-2 2-1 and 3-1 they beat Donny on the road 3-1 they got a draw at Morkham which given Morkham's home form is in itself a pretty good result Luke Williams seems to have adapted to life in League 2 incredibly well they haven't sacrificed their style of play at all it's still very kind of total football possession based Uh, Jody Jones looking very lively on the left hand side Uh, Dan Crowley who came in the summer uh, looks a brilliant signing Goldrick has shown flashes of quality without necessarily being the consistent threat that we might anticipate that he will come to be at some point. And Macaulay Langstaff now on four goals, having scored a brace last time out against Accrington. I think the the win against Accrington, given how good their start to the season had been, was probably the most impressive and the nature of it as well. Um, and yeah, I just think that even though these not, not much separates these two at the top end of League Two right now, in my mind, quite a lot separates them in terms of their actual performances so far and the qualities that they show. I think Notts County should be significant favourites for this they're they're marginal favourites now it's moved a bit over the course of the week but I still think at 4-5 to draw no bet Um, you can't go too far wrong so that's my nap here
0: yeah back in the league leaders Notts County there uh, and I'm going towards the other end of the table Uh, the game between Colchester and Tranmere this one is 21st against 22nd. Tramir, 21st. Colu, 22nd. Both on three points. You have played a game less. Um, both teams have won just the one game and lost the remainder. So an interesting uh, fixture for us to work out just how concerned we should be, I guess, about these two teams who have not started the season very well. I'm backing Colchester United as my nap. Uh, with the Betfair Sportsbook, I'm taking the 13-10 in the match odds 90 market. And I've mentioned that quite a lot this season if you place a bet using the match odds 90 market rather than the normal match odds market uh, with Betfair, it means that if, if the team that you bet on is winning when the clock hits 90.00, it's a winner, no matter if they concede an equaliser in extra times, uh, in injury time rather. So a little bit of insurance. Um, the prices generally are, are slightly different, but in this instance, as we record on Thursday late morning, Betfair Sportsbook 2.3, uh, 13 to 10 for both the match odds and the match odds 90. So it makes sense for me, um, having noticed that to take the insurance of the match odds 90 market. The reasoning is similar stance as my nap last week and my stance pre-season, uh, one that I've seen really no reason to change at the moment and it's an anti-Tranmere one. And while we're still getting what I consider to be good prices about their opposition. Uh, I'll keep backing against Tranmere until things start to change. Uh, They've lost five straight games in all comps. I really think they're in quite poor shape um, at the moment. They've had a really busy schedule recently, which I don't think helps because players like Connor Jennings, Regan Hendry, Chris merry they've started games the last two Saturdays and two Tuesdays. They've lost all of those games. Confidence is is pretty low at the moment. And the, the work rate of those players is particularly high as well. So, I'm not very keen on Tranmere at the moment, that's for sure. Uh, It's true that Colu... I can tell. Yeah, it's true that (laughs) that Colu are not in great form either. They've lost four of their five league games this season. They won one at Gillingham the other day, which was a very eye-catching result. Their defensive performance is a little concerning. They look fairly bad out of possession. And I don't know, maybe that's something that I've noticed from Ben Garner teams fairly consistently at Swindon and in a short spell at Charlton. and, And now maybe at Colchester that he's... He seems to be you know, pretty well thought of in terms of what he can do in, in building an attack and building possession-based style, but it, it hasn't really re- been reflected by any sort of defensive strength, and that is a concern. I think this game could be a bit of a shootout because I don't think Tramir are a good defensively at all. Now, my personal opinion is that there are fewer causes for alarm with Colchester at this moment in time. I see more clearly where they're trying to get to, and I see the path that they're trying to take to get there and, and the manager in, in Ben Garner which I just don't see with Tramir at the moment I think in terms of goal threat to v Taylor on loan from Luton who's grabbed a few this season Chilvers uh, who's still looking very dangerous Fevrier down the left side is very tricky indeed then there's a set piece threat with Kelleher and Hall uh, Kelleher scoring recently, Hall almost scoring last weekend. I just think they've got more about them and the home advantage against this Tranmere team. Very, very low on confidence. Cole, you, my nap thirteen to ten with the Betfair Sportsbook using the match odds ninety market. George, next best.
1: My next best is Swindon Town uh, to beat Sutton United at home. Going to take the 20 to 23 just on the match odds rather than the match odds 90 market, which is 8 to 11. Um, Swindon has started the season pretty well. Uh, They um, probably put in their poorest performance thus far. At Donny last time where they were unable to break down Doncaster um, uh, after Donny were down to 10 men, kind of around half time. Um, But looking at their two, you know, you said on another podcast we recorded this morning that you look at there are scores at nil-nil as maybe being the most important. And you look at their two home games this season where they were 2-0 up against crook Crew before conceding twice late on. I think the fact they went 2-0 up in that game and were pretty dominant when they did is maybe more um, pertinent when you're looking at how they've started the season than looking at the final result. They then beat Crawley 6-0 um, in that ridiculous game where Jake Young scored four. In Young and Kemp, they've got two players who are absolutely thriving, playing alongside each other. Um, and I think because of the way that you know Michael Flynn wants them to play and has them playing on the front foot i think they will relish playing at home generally this season uh albeit they were 5-3 up against Wrexham before conceding twice famously to draw that game 5-all and um, they've just started the season very well that they look to me to be a side that, that Flynn has basically got the players in that he wanted over the summer that he's getting a tune out of and they come up against a Sutton team who've started the season surprisingly terribly you know they've they've only picked up 3 points those came against notts county on opening day when they played against 10 men for the 75 minutes since then they've lost all five of their games and I wouldn't necessarily say that the fixtures have been particularly difficult like I know Newport have started the season very well as of uh, AFC Wimbledon but to be beaten by those two 6-1 kind of an aggregate conceding three goals in each game is a bit of a concern Um, you know it's it's probably too early in the season for a Swindon side to be much shorter than 20 to 23 at home to to Sutton given where Sutton have been in the last couple of seasons and historical data playing quite a big part I guess in, in in pricing these up but I think there's a fair chance that this could be a top six team playing against a proper relegation candidate. And um, that is not reflected in the price at all. Um, so, yeah, I think at 20 to 23, there's still a bit of a bit of room here to be backing uh, Finn Swindon to, to get past Sutton and, you know, make their start to the season uh, even more difficult.
0: Yeah. Also in League Two... The early game live on Sky, actually. Bradford against Grimsby, uh, and I'm backing the away side. Grimsby draw no bet at 8-5, to five, 2.6 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Now, a lot of this is a strong sense that I have uh, that Grimsby, under Paul Hurst, in their current guise, really thrive in big matches and big occasions. Uh, I think of the National League playoffs, Uh, In May of 2022, where they just had an unbelievable run, um, scoring late winners, staying in games when they were under the cosh, uh, and and doing what was necessarily in these big one-off games. Uh, last season in the FA Cup, they had one of the best runs, uh, cup runs of, a, of an EFL club in modern times. They beat uh, countless teams in leagues above them, Plymouth Argyle, Cambridge United, Burton, then Luton, then Southampton. Um, they they basically beat someone from each of the leagues, the, the four leagues, uh, three leagues above them. Uh, and they, they sort of thrived. Uh, they thrived being... You know, underdogs—they thrived, keeping their shape out of possession and making sure they nicked goals on the break from set pieces. And I, I just think, personally, I think I have a good grasp of the personality of this Grimsby team under Paul Hurst, and that is happy to suffer in games, happy to stand up to tests against teams with a lot of quality, uh, happy out of possession. I think it's a team with a really strong me- mentality and strong like motivation in games like this. Now, this isn't a cup tie away at Bradford, live on Sky in front of the, the biggest home crowd in the division. It's as close to a cup tie as you get uh, as a League Two team. So um, I'm sort of hoping that they can use that personality uh, that I think they have to to kind of bring the noise I guess away at Bradford they had a decent away record last season in the league not amazing but certainly not terrible the 10th best uh, in the league in terms of the the points that they accrued away from home and considering they weren't a top eight team their record against the top eight was pretty decent Um, they only lost six of their 16 games uh, against top eight teams last season against the best teams in the league so they traveled to a Bradford team who aren't in the top eight at the moment um, but you know they're expected always to be there at the top of league two because of the budget that they have the players the squad that they're able to build they've won two drawn two and lost two so far and the two wins were at home um, which is where Grimsby travel this weekend but for me Bradford still have a, a tactical identity a style of play that that I find awkward to watch I find it an awkward fit and under Mark Hughes, I, I rarely feel convinced by their performances. Um, particularly at home last season, they had quite a lot of trouble putting teams away. Uh, obviously, so far, so good on that front. Beating Colu 2-1, uh, beating Crew 1-0. You know, these weren't thumping, resounding home wins, but they got the job done. As away from home where they've struggled in the main. Uh, Cook's an interesting one. Top goal scorer, best striker in the division last season. He has broadly the same XG numbers, the same shot numbers as last season, but still hasn't scored, which is just sums up, I think, the life of a a League Two striker. So Grimsby away from home, yeah, their attacking underlying numbers are pretty poor. Um, I think it's fair to bring that up. They're not a team that slice you open with pretty patterns of play, but I mentioned it on the Monday pod. I think there is a blueprint for them to succeed, and we saw it against Gillingham last week. A set-piece goal, they're really strong from those situations. And a, a goal comes coming from a high press and a high turnover. They are a really, really good pressing team. Uh, and then there's the Abo Issa effect who has scored two or three goals already from 25 yards this season. He may not score another one, but he is up against his old club somewhere in Bradford where he didn't have a particularly good time. So maybe some extra motivation for one more howitzer from Abo Issa. Uh, I just think... I'd be very surprised if this is an easy home win for Bradford and their odds on to win the game. I think it's going to be much more competitive than, than the odds suggest. So the 8-5 to five draw no bet on Grimsby to sort of stand up and perform once again in, in these big game environments, that really appeals to me. Uh, Grimsby, draw no bet, 8-5, to five, my next best. What about a goal scorer? Got it right last week.
1: I'm picking a goal scorer who I've never seen play football. Ah, okay. Louis Marsh uh, is on loan at Doncaster from Sheffield United. And I can only assume that just like me, the traders haven't seen him play football either, because he's been put in at eleven to two to score any time. And he is, by all accounts, a striking goalscorer. <laughs> um so yeah, if you look through the um no, Doncaster, I should say, are playing away at Wrexham and they're therefore eleven uh, thirteen to two to win the game. Wrexham are two to five, and similar to my Josh Andrews pick last week, I'm gonna keep doing this with Wrexham and arts County because they are understandably short for gamers because they are very likely to win them. But they concede a lot of goals, basically. And therefore, I, I think that the, the teams they're playing against, their kind of likely goal scorers are overpriced. Mm-hmm. But when you consider that Joe Ironside is 7-2, to two, Mo Fowle, who started alongside him last time, is 4-1. to one. Um, Luke Molyneux, who basically plays as an attacking right wing, well, a right wing back, is 9-2. to two. The fact that Louis Marsh has been put in at 11-2, um just can't really be right. Uh, he scored back-to-back hat-tricks this season um, for in, for the Sheffield United youth team. Um, he is, by all accounts, a 19-year-old out-and-out striker. Grant McCann said when he signed that he'd turned down lots of League One opportunities to sign for them. You know, he isn't going there to basically play a bit-part role. I'd be pretty surprised if he doesn't start here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, given the Wrexham's recent home record in the league as well that we should look at. They haven't kept a clean sheet at home um in the league at least this season. They conceded five on opening day against MK Dons, two against Walsall and five again against Swindon. So they conceded 12 goals in their three games. Yes, Doncaster have been really poor. Um and yes, we probably anticipate the Rex will win this and fairly easily. But there's little going on defensively when Wrexham play at home and that dates back into last season too. So 11-2 to at Louis Marsh to get off the mark with a goal anytime time um, is my goal scorer pick.
0: I've also got a pick at 11-2. to It is a player that I've seen before and I really like this price on Ruel Sotiriu of Leighton Orient to score any time at 11-2. to 6.5 Orient are away At Exeter, now I very much respect Exeter's start to the season. I think they've been excellent defensively, but I still think their price is far too short here. I think it's an overreaction to the first few games of the season. I realise that Orient have had a poor start to the campaign, but... I cannot see there being as big a gulf in class between the two teams as the prices suggest. So it helps us get a juicier price or an, or on an Orient goal scorer. Um, but even with that, I still think Satirio is being underrated in terms of a goal scorer. He has started all six games for Orient so far this season, scored two. He plays in a number 10 role or basically a sort of second striker role. He rarely is the, the out and out nine, um, but his role is to score and not really to do anything else. Um, he hit the bar in the last game at 0-0 against Stevenage, 2-6 and so far this season that he's scored. Over his whole career, Sotiriu, which is basically almost all at Orient and then one loan at, at Dover in the National League, he has scored uh, 0.42 goals per 90 in 66.890. So he's played, what's that, about a season and a half's worth of football and he has scored 0.42 goals per 90, so almost a one-in-two record. Sotiriu's game is to score. His standout skill is this like sniffing out of chances, and he's a really good finisher. That's his thing. I've seen quite a lot of him in the last few years, and I'm really surprised that he's not being priced up as if that's his thing. He's he's not an all-rounder. He's not a number 10 that gets on the ball and creates. He's there, basically, to, to press and to score goals, and he has done that so um, I really like this price 11 to 2 6.5 for Soteri to score for Leighton Orient away at Exeter uh, how about the long shot
1: my long shot is Walsall to beat Salford to nil at 5-1 to now I've already tried this this season with uh, Salford against Chanmere and Chanmere went one nil up I was like here we go and then Salford scored four goals right. in a 4-3 win that is a massive outlier like I think Salford are quite comfortably the worst attacking team in the league right now like they they don't create any chances in games I think they've only scored two goals away from that Tranmere that Tranmere game um you know this is basically fully about trying to capitalize on the fact that I think Salford are far far worse which is frustrating given some pre-season positions but far worse than their um their position suggests. You know, they won on opening day against Forest Green in a game where Forest Green were by far the better side up until Salford scored their opening goal. Crawley should have beaten them in their first home game uh, where Salford equalised from a, a rare foray forward. They were beaten by Grimsby. That Tranmere anomaly I spoke about, a 2-1 win over Accrington where Accrington have, even for their good play this season, have had a pretty porous defence and then just a completely nothing display at Morecambe last time out where they were beaten 1-0. Like They're second best in, in most games, if not all games. I think Tranmere probably one you can give them but second best in pretty much all their games this season i mean walsall i guess are, are trending in the right way they've had three unbeaten now they beat Colchester to one nil last time out um you know their away form isn't great which is a bit of a concern but i'm just willing to take a chance here that salford right now are playing as one of the worst teams in the league and that is because of their defense and if Walsall are to win this i anticipate it'll be that will be the reason why again so yeah five to one walsall to nil
0: uh, my long shot i'm i'm ploughing on with a, a centre-back goal scorer. I'm not deterred by the last three weeks um, with Burns, with uh, J. Rich Bagaloo, with uh, Jacob Badeau. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm backing on those last three weeks and today, 45 to 1 to 60 to 1 goal scorer pick. So there's no point in losing patience after a couple of weeks, I don't think. For me, this week, it's slightly going against your next best i'm afraid there's a chance we could all be winners if swindon were to win Ooh. let's say 3-1 but <laughs> sutton united's omar show me scored first show me the money i'd be a happy happy man uh show me is 45 to 1 uh, to score first with the betfair sportsbook i'm putting half a point on each way uh, so if he doesn't score first i can still uh, profit from this now Omar Shomi is the name. If you're going down the list of goal scorers while listening to this in Swindon versus Sutton muttering, show me, show me, show me, you might be confused because the name isn't necessarily spelt how it sounds. So just to flag that up, um, if you were to say it as it looks, it would be Sawunmi, uh, but it's pronounced Shomi and it's important to get people's names right. Uh, the, the the main thing to know about Shomi is that he's absolutely massive, might be the tallest outfield player in the EFL, it'd certainly be up there off the top of my head with people like well, I suppose Carl Hudlin probably is, although he's not really playing much. Um, you've got people like Hudlin, Josh Andrews, Baby Zigic, who scored for you last week. Um, there's a few tall lads, shall we say, but Show has gotta be right up there. I think he's six six, having seen him in the flesh maybe six, seven in studs, uh, he's massive. And for the purposes of this, unlike Jacob Badeau last season, who'd shown little goal scoring form, um, Showmi scored eight goals for Bromley last season, um, set piece goals, trotting up from centre back and, and scoring from those. Now he hasn't scored this season for Sutton, but if you filter uh, all players in League Two and you just keep the centre backs, you'll see that he's taken the second most shots per 90 of League Two centre-backs this season behind Will Boyle. So he is taking uh, shots. He is getting opportunities. You know, looking at the XG per shot numbers, these aren't just like half chances from miles out. He's not stepping into midfield and shooting from range. These are set-piece chances. And Swindon's set-piece defensive record has been okay so far this season. But if you just look at the two teams, Sutton is a team built on physicality. Swindon is a team built on technical quality Sutton's players are simply bigger and stronger than Swindon players it doesn't mean that they'll win the football match but I I'm saying with some confidence that I I think they will create a few opportunities from set-piece situations long throws indirect free kicks from anywhere they will send the the big men forward uh, and of course from corners as well so um, Kizzy me, sorry all have higher aerial win percentages than any uh, Swindon players so um, that's what I'm going for I want to be backing a 6 foot 6 centre back that scored 8 goals in the National League last season to uh, to score for Sutton away at Swindon uh, Omar show me 45 to 1 each way show you the bet- money yep yeah. you can't you can't not think that can show you
1: show you the money you've got to say it over and over again this whole thing and you've got to scream it have no. you ever seen Jerry Maguire
0: no I think you'd actually like it ok
1: yeah, Tom Cruise, sports agent, American American Sports. I think it's right up your street.
0: I am going to watch Jerry Maguire if... Bit of love in there. Omar Me scores for Sutton. I'll watch it this weekend.
1: Okay. On Saturday night?
0: Mm, not necessarily, but if not Saturday night, then definitely on Sunday night. Um, let's finish off with BTTS... Uh, group pick uh, we're not going to go for a six fold because there's only 14 games to choose from uh, we've got a quad so two each George carry on your good form please and hopefully I can um, back you up better this week what are your BTTS yes picks?
1: Uh, Crawley versus Newport and AFC Wimbledon against Stockport um, I had Crawley Stockport um, both last week they drew the game 3 all. the reasons I gave are basically still ringing true right now where Crawley in particular are just a side where their games are absolute chaos um, their BTTS um it hadn't landed in their previous two, but one of those games was a 6-0 defeat against Swindon where they definitely had enough chances to score in the game. We saw against Stockport what they're all about. Like, they are definitely as an attacking side, like really like definitely good enough to cause any team in this league problems right now. And I, I have no doubt about that whatsoever. But defensively, they, they do look like they're lacking. I'm not a big fan of their keeper. Um, and they host here a team in Newport whose games are also very high scoring. They've scored... Um, We've already seen them be involved in a 4-2 defeat. Last time out, it was a 2 draw against AFC Wimbledon. A 3-1 win uh, over Sutton before that. Like They are scoring a lot of goals, sacrificing quite a lot on defence. And this just seems to me like a really obvious one where there should be plenty of, of goals at either end. Um, and Stockport, um, as I say... You know, a team who are we're seeing a lot of goals in their games right now. It feels like for, for for Chaloner after a difficult start, he's definitely put some onus on trying to find some attacking rhythm at the expense of a defensive solidity as well. So that three or last time out a three-two defeat at Mansfield before that, and in AFC Wimbledon they're playing against a side who I think will come into this smelling blood basically, thinking they've got a chance to um, to put one over one of the the preseason favourites. Um, looking at the Opta analysts um, open play. XG4, um, Stockport rank third thus far, uh, Newport rank fifth, Wimbledon rank sixth and Crawley down there in 10th or 11th. Um, these are four sides who, yeah, their attacking threat is by far and away their, their biggest strength and I anticipate that they should be two high-scoring games. Maybe we'll get BTTS in the first half again. You never know.
0: Maybe we will. I I always look at Mansfield uh, for BTTS because I think they're so good going forward. Um, But I always do think that they can be got at defensively. Now, they were part of my bad batch last week um, with that 0-0 draw against Bradford Um, but I'm going back in again Uh, they're away at Accrington and that's my first selection. Uh, Last season Mansfield was second in League 2 for BTTS Yes landing in in 61% of their games uh, 28 out of the 46. This season uh, 4 out of their 6 games have landed BTTS Yes including all 3 of their away games uh, and they're travelling to Accrington this weekend now Accrington uh, have also seen 4 of 6 go BTTS Yes, including two of their three home games. Uh, Accrington are certainly not a sort of shy and retiring types. They will have a good go at Mansfield. I've no doubt about that, and I think that'll open up gaps for Mansfield to exploit. So, BTTS yes in Accrington, uh, Mansfield 1.67, and then Swindon Sutton. Already spoken about this game quite a lot. Swindon, your next best. Uh, Sutton have my long shot goal scorer Omar show me, uh, as discussed. I have no doubt that Swindon uh, can. Uh, create plenty of good opportunities against the Sutton side that's pretty low on confidence. But as I spoke about, the kind of physical mismatch for me means that Sutton should be able to create goal-scoring opportunities from set pieces and from open play, but specifically from those set plays that they do engineer pretty well. So Swindon and Sutton BTTS, yes, at 1.65. The quad is 8.25. Wow! Just a little better than 7 to 1, the quad. That's Crawley and Newport, Wimbledon v Stockport, Accrington v Mansfield and Swindon v Sutton. The BTTS fourfold. Show me this. Week. Uh, in terms of recapping our selections, I'll go first, uh, and I'll tell you that my nap is Colchester United at thirteen to ten with the match odds ninety market on the Betfair sportsbook. My next best, Grimsby, draw no bet at eight to five at two point six. My goal scorer is Rule Satiriu of Leyton Orient, eleven to two, uh, six point five, the decimal. And my long shot is Omar me, forty five to one, half a point each way. Say the show me phrase one more time for me. Show me the money. Show me your picks, please.
1: Notts County draw no better four to five away at MK Dons is my nap. Swindon Town uh, to beat Sutton United at home uh, at twenty to twenty three is my next best. Louis Marsh, never seen you play before. I think you're going to score uh, eleven to two uh, for Donny away at Wrexham um, and then Walsall to beat Salford to nil at five to one is my long shot.
0: Pleasing uh, the BTTS quad: Accrington, Mansfield, Swindon, Sutton, Crawley, Newport, and AFC Wimbledon, Stockport. All of those BTTS yes price. Thank you so much to Betfair for sponsoring this podcast. Remember that you can watch the pod. uh, If you'd like to see our faces uh, as we try and and give our reasoning for our picks, uh, then Betfair have a new YouTube channel that you should be going and watching this video on. Yes. Uh, But as always, thank you very much for listening. Enjoy your weekend and go well. Jacob Badeau.